From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Friday, December 22nd. I'm Sarah Reith. The county and its largest employees union have made a tentative agreement for a three-year contract after months of negotiations. But the caregivers union is still waiting for a deal. Cesar Alvarado, a union rep for SEIU 2015, addressed the Board of Supervisors this week. This uh, group of workers are the low-wage workers in Mendocino County, and we've been very patient, waiting. Everybody's getting um, wage increases, you know, people are getting bonuses this Christmas, but not caregivers. Starting April 1st, fast food restaurant workers will be making $20 an hour, and our caregivers are still making below that. Supervisor Dan Jurdy had a question for the public at large. So the program you're referring to is a state and federal program. It's, it's under Medi-Cal. It's a Medi-Cal program. This program has grown dramatically under the state and federal government. And so the question is, how on earth can local government provide 17% of the cost of a Medi-Cal program when local government has no funding source, no local lo- funding source to provide that 17% share? The county and negotiators for the 1,700-member Caregivers Union have another bargaining session on January 8th. And Alvarado had a response to Jerdy's question. Right now, until all that change is in your guys' hands. Meanwhile, SEIU 1021 expects to bring its membership's pay to an agreed-upon market rate in the next two years. Akesh Aidi, a program administrator for the County Public Health Department, is the incoming president for SEIU 1021. He said 77% of the union's membership approved the contract, which still has to be ratified by the Board of Supervisors. It's a three-year contract, and we are actually in year one right now. And we will receive a 1% COLA that is retroactive to July 1st of 2023. And then starting July 1st, 2024 and 2025, we have a parity system in effect. The county did a study that said okay, we have these job classifications that are X percent above or below market rate. And we worked with them through that process. We did a number of back and forth, and we finally settled on what we both decided were accurate. And for individuals who are under market rate, they will receive half of what of the percentage that they need to get to market rate by the end of the contract. So starting July 1st, 2024, they'll get half of what they need. And then in July 1, 2025, they'll get the rest of what they need to get up to to parity. And the the union and the Board of Supervisors both asked the state to bring in a state auditor some months ago. So do you know if any of the findings of the state auditor have contributed to a a more robust understanding of the budget that has made this deal possible? So my understanding is that the auditor, the state auditor is still working with the county. The biggest confinement to the negotiating process was the fact that we didn't have a good audit for 2122, the fiscal year 2021 to 2022. And because we didn't have that document, it was very, very difficult for anyone, the board or the negotiating team, to say definitively how much money does the county do or do not have. So that and that was only submitted um, a few weeks ago. But now they have to do 2022 to 2023, and we're already in 2023 to 2024. So we are literally a year behind in our reporting as far as what the budget is for the county. There's a special provision in the agreement for branch librarians. 
There are six libraries in the county, and some of them share a librarian who has a master's in library science. Earlier this year, according to a complaint filed with the Public Employees Relations Board, the county transferred the classification of branch librarian, represented by 1021, into the management unit by reclassifying them as branch managers. This was after a branch librarian complained to the Library Advisory Board and Friends of the Library about a shortage of workspace at the Ukiah Library as the county attempted to make more efficient use of its space. Deborah Fader Sampson, who is then the head of libraries and museums, told branch managers that sharing concerns with such groups, the Board of Supervisors, newspapers, or the radio could be construed as insubordinate and a violation of the Brown Act. Shortly thereafter, Fader Sampson left the county. So is there anything changing in the representation of the librarians? The board did agree to evaluate the branch librarian position, the uh, masters of Library Science versus non-Masters of Library Science. So I, I can't tell you which way it's going to go. It's just a commitment to evaluate those positions and figure out exactly where they fit within the civil service structure. And there's another item here about the a victim witness advocate, too. Will that be outside of the district attorney's office, or where will that person land? SEIU 1021 does also represent the court personnel. And so the victim witness advocate is currently within the, the Superior Court of Mendocino County. And the, the big win for us is that they're going to be adding in steps to that particular classification where right now it's there's the victim witness advocate and then there's the five step raises with, within that particular classification. But there's nowhere to go above that. And the, county, the county's agreement is to add in those higher steps in order to recognize the expertise that is in that position. So what will it take to make this contract no longer tentative and rock solid? Well, as soon as the board agrees to it and the MOU is signed, then we will be go. And are you expecting that at the first meeting of the new year? I really hope so. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news, with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.